Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. As they say in, in comedy films, we, we have to keep meeting like this. Okay, they may say it differently. Um, I was recently encouraged by Duncan McMath, who's the director of Take the Ball, Pass the Ball, and I hope you all watched The Phenomenon, El Phenomeno, if you watched it in Spanish, about Ronaldo Nazario. Um, he was the director of those two projects, and he's the leader, he's the owner of Zoom Sports, the company where occasionally I, I dabble and, and try not to screw things up. And he encouraged me recently to watch um, the film where the fly on the wall cameras follow Graham Taylor's uh, doomed um, last campaign of qualification. And um, it reminded me, because he's a, one of the protagonists in this, the late Brian Woolnow used to say, um, time now, and where do I find you? So where do I find you? It's uh, late June right now. The mighty, all-conquering, supreme, supreme and swaggering dandies have uh, today uh, re-signed uh, Graham Shinney. They have added Reese Williams, from Liverpool, a man who I had the good fortune to interview when he had been playing for Liverpool in the Champions League as a youngster, as a young centre-half, playing against um, Midtjylland, I think against Ajax too, and also in the whipping of Atlanta. I liked him then. I, uh, I know that he spent time at Kidderminster. We've only got him on loan from Liverpool, which I guess says something about what they think his footballing value or transfer value might be. Anyway, I digress. I'm really excited because having kept Leighton Clarkson, who's a gem of a footballer, um, it's been a big day for the Dandies. I'm sharing this. Has it been a big day for you so far? Have you been watching the Ashes? Is your club doing the right things in the transfer market? Do you, you care how much Declan Rice costs eventually? Do you agree with me? as I've been arguing for many seasons, that he's exceptional and, again, in my opinion, is likely to get very much better as he plays in a more demanding environment with better footballers. Anyway, which of these things, all, none, some, are occupying your your brain as you move into 
moved slowly and elegantly, gliding into July. What's been happening, meanwhile, it's been a quite a good few days for Spanish football. The Nations League won. I covered that in the last column that I read to you from my ESPN writings. Still grateful to ESPN FC for allowing me to, to share this with you in audio form. Spain have advanced to the knockout stages of the European Under-21 under tournament, which has been held in Romania and Georgia. I, one of some of the games, none of Spain so far uh, have been in Batumi in Georgia, which is a pang of nostalgia for me there because when I was still at the Scottish Daily Mail and was covering Celtic against Dynamo Batumi, in fact, this is part of one of the very early podcasts that we recorded with David Proven because... The, the flight out to Georgia in, in a rickety old Aeroflot plane which smelt of aviation full and the bits falling off the seats and etc, etc. A trip to Batumi where we were held up by militia on the airstrip trying to leave, held up at gunpoint. So watching some of the tournament taking place in Batumi brought me a rush of nostalgia. I'd like to go back to Batumi one day, a place where there were oxen walking the streets, the main streets, where there should have been cars. So I'd love to go back there one day and see how it's changed and improved. I think it's become a tourism magnet. Georgia and Russia, not necessarily the places to be right now, nonetheless. It's been good for Spanish football that, that Spain are through unbeaten in their group. The Nations League having already been conquered, but I'm focusing now more on the fact that it's, I want to go into more, much more detail about this as the weeks go on, but Having Jude Bellingham in La Liga, to me, is, is, is thrilling. I'm such a confirmed admirer of him as a person and as a footballer. And the fact that Real Madrid were able to, 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 to beat off Manchester City's wish to sign Bellingham is, is, to me, absolutely tremendous. I was away in Holland covering tournament football when he was presented at the, at the Bernabeu. I, I think I caught the fact that he sent out a verbal love letter to Sidlow, so well done, Jude, for that. C good decision. So for him to be playing in La Liga next season, in, in particularly in that midfield, and for Modric to have chosen to stay, um, my Croatian friend Elvir Islamovic, who I was working with in Holland, <clears throat> told me that it had been agreed between Modric and Real Madrid some months ago that he would stay. The The money from the Saudi PIF was offered laterally and, and can only have tempted him. But he said no and stayed. Bellingham said no to City. Modric said no to Saudi Arabia. They stayed. I found that thrilling. And, and Gundogan signed for Football Club Barcelona. I find that equally thrilling because I, I know him slightly, having met him twice. I know the people that represent him, look after him. I like them, I respect them. And before I took some holidays from ESPN, James Tyler there, a, a recent survivor of the American quiz show Jeopardy. I, I don't know yet how he performed on Jeopardy, but the episode's coming up soon. Said to me, All right, before you go on holiday, write about Gundogan, please. I said, yes. And this was the result. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. However he performs, whatever happens next for Ilkay Gundogan after achieving supremacy with Manchester City, Barcelona know that they've acquired a super-intelligent, elite footballer who really, truly wanted to join them. And a man who might be the bridge from where they are, fledgling, to where they desperately need to be, grown up, tougher and smarter. Had he wanted to, the 32-year-old could easily have multiplied his new salary by 10, thanks to the current Saudi Arabia PIF splurge. He chose not to. Like his old Borussia Dortmund teammate Robert Lewandowski, whose goals effectively turned Barcelona into a title-winning team last season, Gundogan was seduced by Xavi's persuasive effervescence, by the beautiful life in the city where his new club is based, and by the romantic idea of revitalising a footballing identity which remains faded and jaded. But unlike Lewandowski, who'll almost certainly score more goals and look far more comfortable with Gundogan supplying him, Barcelona's newest recruit already felt genuine affection and affiliation to the club, or at least he did to his teenage impression of it. When I was at the City Academy in the week of the Champions League final, interviewing Erling Haaland, I bumped into Gundogan, but only for enough time to congratulate him on a scintillating season and to wish him success against Inter in Istanbul. Before his last Champions League final, the defeat to Chelsea two seasons ago, however, I spent an hour in Gundogan's company. It was then, probing for anecdotes to better understand him, that he shared some of the feelings that have motivated him to turn down a contract extension with the treble winners and to reject the idea of moving with Cristiano, with Benzema, with N'Golo Kante to play in Jeddah or Riyadh. Back then, Gundogan told me, when I was a teenager, I admired Pep Guardiola's Barcelona side so much for how they would play. Not just the success and the lifting of all those trophies, the way that they were playing. When Pep was in charge of Barca, my biggest dream ever was just to play in that side. It was so far away, but it was incredible to watch. I just loved it so, so much. When Pep came to the Bundesliga, it was exciting and it was so difficult to play against his Bayern side. They always had a plan and their plan was always better than your plan. Nice words. Guardiola at City became such a guru for Gundogan, such a messianic figure, that I think it's pretty natural for him to want to play for a man of similar, if not identical, ideas. An evangelical disciple of the brand of football that Gundogan loves. That man is Xavi Hernandez. It's been interesting across this Liga winning season to hear the Barcelona manager and a handful of his new players talk about one another. In the case of Lewandowski, Andreas Christensen, Jules Koundé, Xavi has referred to each of them with the phrase, he was a specific player I wanted. Meaning that the process wasn't him identifying a type of footballer and then settling for whoever the club found was most available, Chavi targeted 
specific players. And in the case of those guys, he got them. Then when Lewandowski, Christensen, Kunde, Rafinha and Kessie spoke about their reasons for joining, sometimes an uncomfortable decision while they waited, sweating to see when or indeed whether they could be registered to play because of Barcelona's horrific financial fair play situation, every single one of them said, when Xavi spoke to me, I was convinced. So it has been with Gundogan. Barcelona, in the shape of Jordi Cruyff and Mateo Alemán, have been working on the mechanics of this move for many months. But it's the immediate mutual feeling between the two diminutive midfielders, the 43-year-old Catalan treble winner and the 32-year-old German treble winner, which properly sealed the deal. Gundogan plays and thinks the way that Xavi desperately needs if he's going to convert the pragmatic, often defence-oriented, prosaic football which won him Spain's title in his first full season into a brand of soccer which can at least make Barcelona competitive with Europe's elite, something which their recent ties with Bayern Munich, Inter Milan, Eintracht Frankfurt, Manchester United, Juventus and PSG have shown that categorically they are not. Again, there's a passage from my interview with the likeable, articulate and very impressive Gundogan, which I think, notwithstanding his brilliance for City, sheds light on what he as a man brings to this stage of Barcelona's evolution. I mean that he talked to me about how much he adored and lusted after the Champions League trophy, but explained that his beginnings in the tournament were brutally rough. Coached by a subsequent Champions League winner, Jurgen Klopp, playing with the man who'd scored the winner in a World Cup final, Mario Goetze, and with another future treble winner, Lewandowski, amongst many other fine footballers, Gundogan tasted defeat in his first two Champions League matches against Olympic Marseille and Olympiacos. And then he was dropped. Listen to his words extremely closely and then try telling me they don't remind you of the naive, fragile way Barcelona have played in recent UEFA competitions. He told me, I remember my first season in the Champions League with a talented Dortmund side. Everyone was expecting us to go far but it just hit us like a bus. It was so difficult to anticipate how to deal with it. We did really badly in that first season in the UCL with Dortmund. No blame, no regret. We were just not ready. Sometimes that's the case. Sometimes you need experience to smell, to feel how it is, to be on the pitch, flying away, staying over a couple of nights, playing in the evening in front of crowds which are incredible and stadiums which are full of emotions. We had to adapt and go through that frustration. In my opinion, that describes Barcelona's last three calamitous European seasons perfectly. You know, of course, that in due course, Gundogan adapted and played with such magical, elusive distinction that he went to the Champions League final with Dortmund, with City two years ago, won the treble this season, and by the way, seek out his important role in Rodri's winning goal. And Gundogan would have been a World Cup winner with Germany in 2014, but for an horrendous back injury. His role now is to add brains, experience, know-how, street wisdom, technique, skill and seniority 
to that Barcelona midfield which, even before Sergio Busquets left, simply does not use the ball well enough, nor screen the defence sufficiently well. More, one of Gundogan's many values is now to play sufficiently often in left midfield that Xavi, in fact the whole Barcelona side, isn't so fatally dependent on Pedri that he plays and plays and plays until he's injured and then misses months. Gundogan is multilingual, terrifically bright, polite, interesting, humble, but do not, at any cost, mistake him for someone who's not tungsten tough. This is a player who'll make it his job to add the mental and emotional steel which Frankie de Jong, a talented footballer, desperately lacks. He'll teach by word, by deed, and by training performance. Gundogan will be Xavi's lieutenant on the pitch. Watch out for him lambasting players who make bad decisions, who give the ball away, who are naive positionally. Again, he shared with me things that affect this transition, this idea of how men, women, how footballers change. He said, Adversity develops you as a person, not just as a footballer. The whole journey which comes with this career, my general and social life, I appreciated. The sad bits and the setbacks and the difficult moments. I had a lot of them, defeats, injuries. But I was always able to react, to come back well. Every time it gave me satisfaction that I was strong enough to come back well and again to be on top of my game. I think that's the challenge of life in general, not just in football. Always, you do your best. Sometimes, it's not enough. You lose. You fail. But then it's about standing up again and trying to proceed again. If any of you watched Barcelona play last season, don't those sentiments look like precisely what Xavi is trying and partially succeeding to inculcate? Gundogan's belief is, Psychology is a very big part, especially when it comes to this level. It's just incredible how much influence your mindset and attitude can have. The impact it can have on whether you are successful or not. These are really fine margins. Somehow, you need to get in control of that. As an example, ahead of games, I'm sometimes so nervous that I really need to try to find a way to calm down and handle that feeling. Because at the end of the day, it's something that we might need, this feeling of having nerves, this tension that you have inside as an athlete. I really believe that this can force you to try to do as good as possible. On the other side, if you have too much of it, it can scare you. It can increase the fear inside you so that you're not able to play your best possible game. It's crucial to get in control of that and to use it in your favour. That was the end of his quotes. Now, you've watched Ilhai Gundogan star for club and country. I guess you need very little reminder of his agility, technical excellence, his movement, his increasingly confident finishing, or his will to win and win and win. But perhaps these words of his give some insight into who he is, what he believes how he functions, and some insight into why Xavi wanted to sign him with the same intense determination as Guardiola once did 
nudging him in the tunnel before a Bayern Dortmund match and warning him that one day he'd be coming to sign him to capture him. Eventually Guardiola did and they made beautiful music together. This task in a Barcelona side which is uneven, youthful, dislodged from its Camp Nou home and facing a significantly more dangerous challenge from Madrid looks more difficult and more demanding than the one he faced when he went to City. But Gundogan is special as a man and a footballer. He may be precisely what Spain's champions need. And at any rate, he'll be damn good fun to watch.